catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know. Heading into this Tuesday morning, February 7th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Yesterday marked Ben Sass's first official day as president of the University of Florida. However, over 100 students, faculty members, and alumni gathered outside of Tigard Hall to protest. I spoke with WUFT reporter Gabriel Velasquez-Naira about what the protesters were demanding. Um, they were demanding for academic freedom, market equity, raises a commitment to pre-existing commitments such as diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice, as well as a protection for tenure. So actually, the most interesting about it was there was um, faculty there protesting. There was alumni and former professors as well. But what was most interesting was that even if it was Sass's first day in office, he wasn't at the university. He was in another city giving another talk. It was um, He wasn't actually in the office. So they wanted to give their list of demands, at least to his secretary, and they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't allow it because there were too many protesters. Instead, there was a sit-in at Tiger Hall. So you talked with uh, Professor and Chair of Faculty Senate, Dr. Fallon. Uh, what role did she serve in your story? Um, so it was very interesting because her, her office is in Tiger Hall. And so I stopped by, I said, hey, um, would you be willing to do an interview? And she, she was actually super welcoming, super receptive. And her role is, is as a professor, she's, I want to say she's been here, uh, she's a tenured professor, but I'm not sure. Um, she works for the Warrington, Warrington School of Business. And she's also the chair for the Faculty Senate. Or when the vote came out of Ben Sass, Faculty Senate um, voted a no confidence about the search process. And it was that it was the Faculty Senate in part that did that. And that was very important as a as a sign of unity for the university between students and faculty as well. Her role in the in the protest was she wasn't actually protesting. She just said that she supports the protesters and she well, at least was speaking. Now, can you tell me about the student's perspective? Uh, like, for example, you interviewed Andrew uh, Tamrican. What did he have to say? Right. So I actually talked to several students and wasn't an organizer, but he's actually non non affiliated with a bunch of groups. But he did go up to speak um, at around like two fifteen, and it was it was interesting because Andrew is more um, focused on sorry, the well being of. Of, of the university he doesn't particularly strike me as a super active activist but he definitely was concerned and and that's what made up the majority of the protests in in my view just people who even if they're not accustomed to pro to activism still showed up out of concern for the university um there was other people I interviewed like his name is aaron McClellan, and he is the president of YDSA. He was slating for change, or he tried to, or he's slated for change in spring, and he is a very active member in the community. He had more optimistic views about it. When I talked to other students, they were more negative. They didn't really think anything was going to yield um, out of it. Andrew was one of those people that was very, that was very optimistic. But other people I talked to in the protest believed that their only form of getting their voices heard was protesting and yet because it didn't affect them economically or from a um, reputation standpoint um, they weren't being taken seriously was there anyone counter protesting like were there any ben sass supporters there you know honestly not that i can tell there wasn't a counter protest to the protest it was primarily people um, that were organizing 
and primarily people that showed up. And it was very interesting because it was a very mixed bag. There was people from New College down in south of Gainesville. There was people um, from Tampa. And it was, for a large part, not people necessarily affiliated. A large part of it was people affiliated with the university, had connections it, connections to it one way or another. But most some people that actually spoke at the event weren't affiliated with, with UF at all. So on a personal level, what's the biggest takeaway you got from the story? What I thought was particularly interesting was how most people didn't actually actually want to be at the protest, but they did it because they felt it was a necessity. The protest yielded over 100, easily over 100 people. And while most people may think that is a very low number, activism, inclusion, really people stepping in and and saying something for about the political or academic climate at UF is is a very low number and you see this in in voter turnouts for for student government it. all around so while mo- while many people think 150 out of say 60,000 students is a low number it's cuz you're right it is a low number but at the same time many people just don't involve themselves in politics was WFT's Gabriel Velasquez Naira about a protest gathered on President Ben Sasse's first official day. Now let's catch you up on today's stories from around the state. Gainesville police will soon be able to solve shootings within a matter of hours thanks to new technology. According to WUFT's Joaquin Cabrera, the technology works with a quote search engine that investigators can use to match spent shell casings collected at local crime scenes with finely detailed images of casings from other jurisdictions. That's according to a press release from the city. The equipment will report matches in a matter of hours, which would help solve gun crimes faster and potentially prevent future gun violence. A bill that would update the rules of engagement between student-athletes and their ability to make money might have died in committee last session, but now it's on the special session fast track. According to Florida Politics' Annie Gagas, Republican Representative Chip Lamarca of Broward County said the bill helps those student-athletes whose chosen field means college is the highest level of play they are likely to participate in, as professional teams are not a possibility for them. The Florida House on Monday proposed an overhaul of the Reedy Creek Improvement District that would give power to Governor Ron DeSantis. According to News Service of Florida's Jim Sounders, DeSantis targeted the district last year after he clashed with the Walt Disney Company over a controversial education law. The 189-page bill was released on the first day of a special legislative session called, in part, to deal with the Reedy Creek issue. The bill would undo a DeSantis-led move last year to dissolve the taxing district, but would revamp its governance, including its name. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit WFT.org to subscribe and view the most recent issues. I'm Elliot Trado, and you've been listening to The Point from WFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Tuesday.